Have you ever wanted to start your very own podcast? Sorry, that's a dumb question. Of course you wanted to start your own podcast. Podcasting's amazing. Head on over to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Use promo code GAMEPINIONS. And then you, that's right, you listening to this right now, you can have a free month of podcast hosting service. And also, if you take that promo code, you can also get a free month of stats so you can keep track of that podcast that you're working so hard on. Blueberry is incredible, and the features are simply amazing. I don't have time to talk about them, though, because I have to start my own show. So after this episode of Game Pinions, make sure you head on over to Blueberry.com, look up what it is all about, use promo code Game Pinions, and get started on an adventure of a lifetime. Welcome to Game Opinions episode 18. I'm your host, Calman, and today we're having a brand new episode of Game Opinions. Before we get started, I want to complain about something for just like a minute here, probably a couple minutes. Uh, if you are looking at the title of this podcast on Apple Podcasts and you notice there is no number, there is a reason for that. So apparently Apple has an issue with uh, you numbering your podcast episodes in the title. Yeah, it's weird. So yesterday, they sent me an email. I'm not going to read the entire thing because I feel like it just really wouldn't be worth it. Um, but it basically was about optimizing your show's metadata. So, um, you know, it goes through all these different things. This is what you can do to improve your your metadata. And here's some things to avoid. Well, you know, it includes things like don't include like your your name in your description and, you know, don't repeat information. Don't leave things blank because then it'll be like, you know, description goes here, you know, stuff like that. So the one thing that really stuck out to me, though, is adding episode numbers in titles. For example, show titles like The Very Hungry Tourist, Episode 01, or episode titles like 01 broken heirloom. These practices could result in your show being rejected or removed from Apple podcasts. So needless to say, I went ahead and deleted, not really deleted, I actually just edited the Apple uh, podcasting um, tag. So now it has its own custom title as opposed to everything else on the RSS feed. It's really stupid. I mean, I'm sure there's a reason for it, but at the same time, it's really dumb, and I wish Apple would have just fixed it on their end um, and just let us have titles, like the numbers and the titles, because for me, it doesn't really make a massive difference. I just like seeing the numbers so like I know exactly which ones I'm on, but I'm still going to be keeping track of that anyway. So like the other podcast um, you know, apps like um, Spotify and Stitcher, uh, Google Podcast, all those are going to have the numbers still. It's still going to say Game Pinions episode, you know, 18. It's just Apple Podcast is going to be different. So I'll still be able to keep track of it. But I feel bad for people that aren't in my situation that actually have like, you know, numerical 
podcast that you are supposed to listen to. And it makes things so much easier when you have the title just, or you have the number just right in the title. See, for, I mean, for me, you could listen to this podcast and then listen to a previous one. And it's not really going to make much of a difference. Like, it's not like a, a story based, it's not like a truly episodic podcast the way that some podcasts are. So, I mean, and I also only had 18 episodes. So, me going back and fixing this, I had to fix them one at a time. But for people, that have hundreds of episodes and they have the episode numbers in the titles, well, guess what? There's no mass way to change the episode title or the episode titles, at least not that I know of. So you're going to have to sit through and go through all of those episode titles. So if there is like a, a podcast that you listen to that, you know, you notice the numbers are gone, but you also are noticing that they're not really posting, chances are they're trying to fix their podcast so they don't get it taken down. Because then that's a whole nother hassle you have to deal with. Apple did say you can resubmit an RSS feed. I just went ahead and said, you know what? I'm 18 episodes in. These numbers aren't that important. And I have them in all of my descriptions. So I'm just going to go ahead and, you know, bite the bullet and just update them before it's too late. Because I'd hate if I had over 100 episodes and I had to go sit through each and every one of these and change the episode number inside the Apple tags. You know, it's just, it's a pain. So I I tweeted this out yesterday. I said, you know, it's bad enough they took our headphone jack. It's bad enough that they took our home button. And it's bad enough that they took the USB ports off their MacBooks. This is too far. This is affecting, I mean, just as a listener, this, this is annoying to me as a listener. I listen to so many podcasts and I like to go back and look at the number, you know, the number. It's so much easier to keep track. You can be like, oh, well, when was, you know, so-and-so on this show? And you can be like, oh, he was on episode number five. So I can just go and, and find episode five in the title. Now you have to read the titles and uh, it's just stupid. I mean, part of me thinks that I can get more creative with my titles, but um, I don't know. The whole thing is just a mess. I, I don't like change. I'm always going to be resistant to it. Um, in this, you know, thing, like this, like, you know, new policy, I just think it's stupid. I, I don't understand. Like, just let them have the numbers in it. Change something in, on your end. You're a massive company that can do that. But you have a whole bunch of indie podcasters, one that are relying on this for income. And now they're going to be, you know, you know, forced to basically make changes if they don't want to potentially suffer consequences. Um, I know at least for, for us, our biggest listener base um, thus far has been clearly on Apple Podcasts. That's been our, our number one podcasting app. Everything else has been secondary. And, and maybe I need to do a little bit more to push like Spotify and all that because they look like they're doing the right things over there. So the whole thing is just a mess. And, you know, I apologize for the lack of numbers. I just know that I don't want the podcast to be taken down because I'm really enjoying this. And Apple podcast is, you know, for what it's worth, it's still a good podcasting app. I just think that the things they're doing don't really make a lot of sense to me and I'm sure that someone high up there has you know some kind of plan or whatever and you know they want things to look perfect and but I don't know I think the whole thing is just kind of uh, a weird thing and it might have it might have positives I mean if they if they just go ahead and start removing a lot of podcasts the uh, competitions will certainly uh, (laughs) go down for that space so I don't know the whole thing is just really strange so I just went ahead and said, you know what, I'll have numbers on every other thing. Apple Podcast wants to be this way, fine. I'll just make it that way. So, you know, unfortunately, that's just how it's going to have to go. 
I talked way too long about that, so let's get into the actual show content. So um, I'll, I'll consider that part of housekeeping. Um, I just wanted to go ahead and just kind of state that February was an extremely successful month for Game Pinions, um, relatively speaking to the other months. We went up over 100 more downloads than last month. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with just being more active. And uh, yeah, I'm super, super happy with how that is. Um, I am going to be making changes to the Patreon. Game Pinions Undusted simply just is not ready to be released yet. When it does, I will create a tier that will feature that, you know, early exclusiveness to that podcast. But we're going to definitely implement that as much as possible. Um, luckily, with this new change, I should be able to just fit Undusted inside the feed or create a separate season that has you know, undusted in it. So who knows, maybe we can, we can work something out with that. Um, but definitely, you know, just keep on the lookout for that. I'm going to try to do this in April. I'm going to try to push it back till then. Um, but until then we're going to continue to have our normal game opinions episodes and try to, um, you know, increase the volume in which we, uh, we have them. So, um, this is also being recorded during the week. So Kimberly is not here. She will be here next weekend. That's, that's when we're going to be recording. Um, our schedules just conflicted this week, but we're definitely going to continue. It's not going to be like last time when, uh, episode seven came out and then we just kind of didn't podcast together for a while. Uh, this is something that will be, um, definite next weekend. We will have a podcast together. So definitely look forward to that. Um, and now we can just get back into actual game stuff. Not going to be a ton of different stories today just because I'm running a little bit late. Um, the first story we have is Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be at E3 this year per the official Cyberpunk Twitter account. Um, this is really exciting because I have completely avoided any kind. I mean, nothing has changed since last time I talked about this. I've completely avoided any trailer for this game. I've completely avoided any uh, screenshots and all that. I don't really know a ton about the game. I know that it's going to be... Uh, first-person shooter with high RPG elements, which sounds right up my alley because I'm not really a first-person uh, shooter kind of guy with like a traditional sense, like Call of Duties and stuff like that. The story modes for that are kind of boring to me. This is going to have high RPG elements, which I'm assuming is similar to like how Fallout is formatted or maybe like a Borderlands. So I'm really excited about that. That's going to be really cool. Um, the uh, The next story that we have is going to be Anthem. And Anthem is apparently having some issues. Um, it's I wrote in the title <laughs> Anthem 76. It's obviously not that bad. Um, but there is definitely some um, issues with reviews. And it's apparently just there's, there's multiple issues in terms of how the game plays. So just for reference... Anthem sits at a 65 meta score based on 11 critics and a 4.1 user score based on 412. Now, to reference that to Fallout 76, Fallout 76 is rated a 53 with 43 critics and a 2.5 user score with 3,892. So obviously, it's not it's not being you know butchered to the point that Fallout 76 was. However, it seems like they have a lot of the same issues. So a lot of the missions and stuff, I guess, in Anthem don't really seem like they have much of a point. 
There's not really a strong story. And I guess from a company like BioWare, people were just expecting more. So apparently that's an issue. There's glitches in the game. Um, apparently the mechanics aren't as sound as people would like them to be. But I've also heard people really enjoy this game. And uh, luckily, I was able to grab some tweets about this because I, I haven't played this game yet. And I'll be honest, I don't really know a ton about Anthem. Uh, I've heard that people were kind of comparing it to like a third-person Destiny-like game. But I'm not, I'm not really 100% sure um, if that's really an accurate representation. So I'm just going to kind of take their word for it. So I do have some tweets, though. Um, and some of these are good. Some of them are bad. So the uh, first one here is from Super Michael. I think it's just Michael. Uh, Super Michael one, uh, hashtag Bioware, hashtag Anthem. Nice game guys. Works great. And it is a video of his, <laughs> of his character just stuck. Looks, it looks like he's stuck outside of the game, unable to move. Um, and these, you know, these kinds of glitches happen. It's not uncommon, but it seems like there's kind of a trend. Um, this other guy, uh, Keith E dangerously at, uh, Kyotic Knight. This game is starting to be unplayable for me. Hashtag Anthem, hashtag Xbox Share. He's trying to walk and it looks like he's just flashing back. Kind of looks similar to like if you're lagging. I believe this is an online only game. So if the servers are bad, that basically means the game is going to have issues. Similar to Fallout 76, I feel like there was a lot of server issues with that game. Um, Mango Man 1984. Says, you guys spent all this time making what? This game is trash. EA would like a word with you guys. When you are closed, please don't go to good to good game studios and ruin other games. You guys are no better than Bethesda. Hashtag Anthem sucks bad. Uh, man, it's just, it kind of does feel like the whole Fallout 76 situation all over again. Um, I will say, though, I mean, I still am trying to... Um, get to the point when when me and Kimberly make our next podcast, we're definitely going to address Fallout 76 because Fallout 76 has come out and they've had, you know, this, I think Fallout 76 is on the mend. Let's just leave it at that. I think they're on the mend. And honestly, even the game that I played, I don't think that it was a, a 53 to me. And that's why I just think, you know, these, you know, numbered review scores are just kind of ridiculous because it just doesn't add up. I feel like I'm very uh, disenfranchised with, the whole number ratings. So I feel like, I feel like if you don't, you know, it's, it's kind of the point where I feel like if you, if you don't really know what to think about this game and you don't, you know, want to be affected by the review scores, sometimes you kind of just have to bite the bullet and buy the game. That's what I did with fallout 76. I just still got super excited, even though people were kind of bashing it because it just kind of sounded like a game that I was interested in. I kind of wanted a more survival type fallout seven, like fallout game. So you know, this might be still be a game that you're looking for. Other people might just had, you know, might have had different expectations for it. So don't be afraid to try it out. Like I tried out Fallout 76 and, you know, it was probably one of my favorite games last year, despite its shortcomings. So, you know, just if you really want to try it, just go and try it. It's it's not going to be the end of the world. So uh, at Caveman Gorgeous. I'm sorry, but holy crap, Anthem sucks. Time to uninstall. I mean, the, the hate just keeps coming. I can probably read this all day. Uh, 
at the pink Ceridi. Uh, I probably spelled. I probably said that wrong. Anthem sucks. This is what they killed Mass Effect for. LOL. I mean, I don't think they killed Mass Effect for this game. I'm not really sure. Um, it says uh, this next one is at Twitch Zookeeper. It's moments like this where you can see the gameplay really shine. The fluidity in the movements is insane. Great work to at Anthem Game and all the Bioware developers. The hard work shows. So I'm looking at the gameplay and it looks like if everything works properly, this has potential to be something really cool. Like the guys flying, it kind of reminds me of like Xenoverse in a way, uh, just like the whole levitating thing. And uh, it's uh, it looks like a really fast paced type game. I'm not really sure what the objectives are. So, you know, I've, I haven't really looked into a lot of this game. I just know this is one of the biggest things that was, you know, talked about throughout the week. Um, and, you know, you can see some kind of graphical clipping and stuff like that. Definitely not perfect, but it looks like a really interesting game, or at least an interesting concept. And I think that was kind of the common trend, right? People were saying this is a really interesting concept and it has good ideas. It's just the execution of those ideas were poor. And this game probably could have, you know, had another year of development similar to Fallout 76, but it might be just one of those games that is going to just improve over time, you know, similar to um, No Man's Sky. And to me, similar to Fallout 76, I think that these next updates are going to be huge for that game when those come out. And then we have another one here. This is from at Dustin Mac 1993. I'm level 15 in Anthem and I really enjoy the game. I love hashtag Bioware as a developer and I couldn't care what anyone else reviews the game at. It's a great game. Gameplay is fun. The world builder and story is good and it looks stunning. I can't wait for Dragon Age. So there is, you know, some positivity there. And I think it was good to end on a positive note because it's once again, you have to play the game yourself sometimes. Sometimes you will miss out on a game that you would really enjoy that other people, even, you know, mass media and, and you know, these big media companies, you know, didn't appreciate. So you might, you might, that might kind of fall into your niche. You know, you have to, you have to sometimes bite the bullet and get these, get these, you know, poorly reviewed games um, because you might, you might enjoy them a lot. So I think that was really interesting and it's just kind of drawing, you know, parallels here. Anthem is apparently available for PlayStation 4 on Amazon for $52, which is down from $60. I don't really look into that as a bad sign. I think people are kind of overreacting to that. I feel like games just sometimes go down based on that. And, um, you know, I just don't, I really don't think that that's a big deal. And uh, I'm not really sure. I'm actually curious what this actually is. Because right now it's showing at $58.97 on Amazon. So it might have just been kind of a, a weird a weird thing going on. But there's also, you know, different sellers. So I don't know if they actually were even looking at the first party Amazon selling. Or if it was a third party. Um, or what, you know, a third party was selling. So, you know, it's the the reports and stuff they're they're not I don't I don't know if I would take them as, you know, complete fact. So, I don't really feel super concerned about that. Uh I'm sure some people look at this and they look at it as a bad sign. I thought Fallout 76 dropping down by like what, $30. I thought that was a bad sign when that game came out. Um cuz that happened like literally a week later. That was a much bigger red flag. So I'm not super concerned about that. 
So I'm actually still, I'm actually kind of interested in Anthem and I really wasn't until I started seeing all this stuff pop up. Um, I just don't typically play a lot of online games. Fallout 76 is really an exception and that's really because I really like the Fallout franchise quite a bit. So I don't know if that's something that I'm going to play in the future, but I feel like with friends, this game probably would be a lot of fun. And just looking at the gameplay that some of those tweets had on it, you know, it looks like it's something pretty interesting, actually. So we'll definitely, um, we'll definitely take a look at that. Um, maybe at some other point in time. So now the next topic, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield. This game was revealed yesterday in a very short Nintendo Direct. These games are very highly anticipated for a lot of the um, the Switch owners. And uh, with good reason. Pokemon is a franchise that is just consistently good. Uh, I think that it has a great formula. And I think that, um, you know, seeing this new updated version of it is uh, is really awesome. You know, this is something that a lot of fans are waiting. I think this will sell a lot of Nintendo Switches. And I think that uh, it's, you know, it's going to be very critically acclaimed, like every other Pokemon game. So, I have to say that... Um, well, actually, no. Let's, let's, let's break into the trailer first. So, you have the trailer. It has all these different areas. You have snow areas. You have mines. You have, uh, you know, an open field, farmland. It looks really nice. I mean, it's obviously not going to use any percentage of the Switch's full potential, but it's also, I don't know, Pokemon kind of has its own, you know, art direction, and it definitely fits in there. If you look at this game, and you didn't know it was a Pokemon game, they didn't show any Pokemon, it just showed a character walking through a field, I think you'd instantly guess that it was probably Pokemon. There's just kind of an aesthetic about it that, to me, screams Pokemon. So it does look, you know, it's like, once again, it's not going to light the world on fire. It's not like a, you know, oh my God, look at these graphics. You know, the, the Pokemon have like fur and stuff on them. No, it's, it's not like that, but it, I think it does a good enough job to, you know, make it look like a, you know, at least an aesthetically pleasing looking game. Um, and it looks like there, there might be some, some new mechanics in this, this game as well. And there's this one area where it looks like the trainer is sneaking through the grass. And I don't know if they're just walking like that because they're in tall grass or if they're trying to sneak and what would that actually do? Maybe it increases the chances of catching a Pokemon. I don't know. They didn't really address that. Uh, but the character models look really good. You look like you might be a slightly older kid in this one. So I think you're like, what, like 10 or something or eight or something in the other ones. This one looks like you might be um, a teenager. So it's, it's kind of cool. It's cool to see like a little bit of an advancement, um, in terms of how old your trainer is. Um, so that's, that's pretty neat. The battle sequences look really cool. Uh, there's this one area where I'm guessing it's like from a gym battle or like the elite four when you're inside like a Pokemon like stadium type thing. And you can kind of see that as your background. It's really cool. There's like trains going by and it, it looks, it looks neat. There's, there's really, there's, is really cool, uh, you know, visuals going on there. And the battle sequences obviously look awesome. It looks like the attacks have seen a pretty big upgrade. So, um, you know, almost, uh, 
they probably look honestly better than like Pokemon Battle Revolution type animations. Some of those are actually really bad. Um, but this one, it looks like an improvement over the 3DS versions. Um, you have uh, a description here about the region, and it says, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield will be set in the Galar region, an expansive region with many environments, idyllic countryside, contemporary cities, thick forests, and craggy snow-covered mountains. The people of, and Pokemon live together in this region, and they've worked together to develop the industries here. You'll visit various gyms in the Galar region, aiming for the inevitable and admirable title of champion coming soon. So you do take a look at this region and you can kind of see where the starting point would be and where the end point would be. It's kind of structured weird. And maybe in the game it won't look this way. Like it won't really like, you know, if you open up the map, it won't really appear this way. But it seems like it's just very linear in terms of where you'll go. Because you kind of start off you know, south, and that's where this little farm town is. You have like a little, you know, stream going through the town, and you have, you know, a little tunnel that may or may not lead to that train up there. I don't think it does, but it might. Um, you know, you have this next area here that kind of has like a, a little open field with some water in it. There looks like there's a path to go on that opposite side of that, uh, it's like a kind of like a oldish looking city where um, the train kind of rolls in there. It looks like it's actually missing a portion of the train track um, across there. It looks like there's one end there that has it, but then the other one doesn't. So I wonder what that's all about. Then, you know, you also have a little train track on the left side going into a mountain, which I think just goes through the mountain and goes right to that city. So it's really... It's really weird looking, actually. I'm not really sure how that's going to play out, um, but it looks like you do have some open field that you could potentially explore if they implement that kind of um, gameplay in this in this franchise. I hope they do. Um, and then you kind of have two different paths, it looks like, to get to where you need to go. So and then you have uh, another little bridge here. Looks like you have a town on the left side. Then you have some kind of dock, which I'm assuming there's probably... Um, this is on the right side. I'm probably thinking that there's going to be a gym there. Uh, looks like there's something in the, the snow over there. And then in the center, there's more of like an industrial town, which I think on the left-hand side, it's more of like a, a mine. So you go in there and probably get like material or something similar to like the, uh, the caves that you could dig into, um, the underground areas where you could play multiplayer in Diamond and Pearl. So maybe you're getting some elements from there, like plates and stuff. And past the snow, it looks like that's the Elite Four. Looks like there's a, a like a clock tower, but there's also like an amusement park in the back there. And I think that that is just where the Pokemon League is at. So you have like the Victory Road type thing going up the snow mountains to enter that giant wall, which I'm assuming is a little town. And then you have the Pokemon League. So really interesting. I feel like the other regions were more of like a boxy type region where you kind of went like, you know, up, down, back, forward, you know, just stuff like that. This one seems like it's all straight ahead, but I'm sure once you have the game, I'm sure the map will probably be like sideways or something. It'll kind of look like a box again. I don't know, but it, it definitely does look a little strange. Um, they did reveal the three Pokemon that you will get to start out with. The first one is Grookey. Uh, Grass-type Pokemon, a, mis a mischievous chimp Pokemon that is full of boundless curiosity. Then you have Score Bunny, 
a rabbit Pokemon that is always running about, bursting with energy. And then you have Sobble, a somewhat timid water lizard Pokemon that shoots out attacks as it hides itself in the water. So all these Pokemon kind of had their introductions. Score Bunny, when he was standing on the grass and ran away, he was like running up buildings and stuff. The, uh, the grass had uh, little embers on it and it was burning the grass away. Uh, Sobble was in the little water fountain and he was like translucent blending in. That's kind of his, uh, you know, camouflaging ability, I guess. And he sprayed the water, put the fire out. Then Grookey, this is the coolest part of the, the reveal for me. Grookey was using his little uh, stick that's in his head and he was like banging on something. And when he walked over the grass, the grass grew back. It was very subtle, but it just kind of popped back. Really cool. I wasn't really expecting that kind of you know, production in a little Pokemon trailer. So that part was really neat. Um, and I think out of all of these, I think I like Grookey the best. I think he uh, he's pretty cool. Um, I think the designs are pretty nice. I'm not a huge fan of Sobble, but I know a lot of people like him. I just don't like his whole face design here. I think it's kind of weird. But, you know, it is it is what it is. Um, and, uh, yeah, so they, they showed off those Pokemon. Really cool. I'm excited to see what the evolutions for them will be. That's always a really exciting part of, uh, you know, getting new Pokemon, just to see what their next evolutions are. So definitely looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, so the game looks good. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'll probably pick it up. Um, but I have to say that, you know, looking at what they've done, I have to question if this was enough. Now, obviously, it was enough because people are going crazy about this and people are, you know, really looking into, you know, probably purchasing a Switch at this point if they don't already have one. But, I mean, they're, they're really interested in, in this game and, and they're probably going to buy it when it comes out. Um, it's Pokemon. So, you know, it's definitely going to sell. So I don't want to come here and say, oh, just because, you know, I have some issues with it doesn't mean it's, you know, it's not enough because I mean, it is enough. This is really all they had to do. I just hope that they include some more gameplay advancement than the previous generation of Pokemon games. See, when, when we got Breath of the Wild and obviously completely different development teams that have, you know, completely different um, people working for them. But I was kind of hoping to see like a more explorative Pokemon game that still maintained its RPG elements, but ones that really, you know, kind of encouraged exploration, more free roaming exploration instead of a linear path that you have to follow. I feel like the world of Pokemon has so much potential in it. There's so many things that, you know, I want to see. I want to see these Pokemon interact with each other in nature, you know, from like a distance, like look at like binoculars or something and you can see like, you know, a herd of like, uh, you know, the, uh, of like Tauros or something, or I forget, I forget what his name is. I'm pretty sure it's Tauros. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't played Pokemon in a long time, but just kind of see like a herd of them running about or, you know, going into like the water and seeing like, you know, the fish come up for air and stuff like that. You know, I want to see like more of like a, a more organic Pokemon experience rather than just walk through some tall grass down a, a path that you're pretty much forced to go down. And then you just get attacked by a Pokemon. I just, I wish there was more, um, explorative type of, uh, you know, of gameplay for these types of games. Cause I feel like Pokemon needs to, you know, kind of branch out a little bit. It feels very like a very tight and condensed experience when you play a Pokemon game. And I feel like when you first got the originals, there was kind of a sense of exploration, 
um, especially like in like the Hoenn region where you could go and search in the water. There's a lot of water and I know that's kind of like a, a sensitive topic. Too much of it, you know, is, is never a good thing. <laughs> but, uh, you know, there was different scenarios where you could go into the water and find like these really cool secret bases that were just in rocks and you could like kind of find a remote secret base. Like, I want to see something like that, but just, you know, expand. I mean, you can keep the graphics that they have for this game. But I just want to I want to have more of a, a free roam and more of, you know, a more, you know, natural Pokemon experience and one that, you know, you just remember. Because I think the biggest thing about Breath of the Wild is that it was so great to explore. And it was I mean, that was what I spent most of my time doing, going through all these different areas. And for this, I mean, you would have a reason to. Oh, you want to catch this Pokemon? You have to scale this mountain to go catch him. Like, how awesome would that be? Like, you're actually going and retrieving Pokemon. Um, so, I just, I wonder if it's enough. And, obviously, I know people wanted online multiplayer and stuff like that. The problem is, if you alter too many things, it kind of ruins the formula that Pokemon has established over the years. So, I feel like if they did make an MMO-style Pokemon game, I think it wouldn't be uh, in the mainline series. I think we'd just get a separate game. And I think one day we will get that. You know, at some point in time, I feel like Game Freak wouldn't be the company to do it, though. I think we'd probably have someone like uh, maybe like uh, Monolith or something like that. So uh, I definitely wouldn't hold my breath on that, though, for at least this generation. It doesn't really make a ton of sense for the Switch, but they did say there was more announcements to come for Pokemon this year, um, which I guess aren't all related to Pokemon Sword and Shield. But I just I don't know. I just think that that Pokemon, though, has so much potential, and I feel like it, it really hasn't tapped into it. Um, the last Pokemon games I played were X and Y, and honestly, after I played them, I'm just like, I, I'm good. Like, I don't really need to play any more of these games, because I feel like X and Y was such a, a step backwards, and obviously I haven't played, like, Sun and Moon and all that, so I don't really know how those games are, but I just know for... X and Y, that game held your hand to the point where it was kind of nauseating. It's like, hey, you know, just let me explore. Like, in the first game, they just let me go. Like, they, you know, they didn't really help me out at all. They just said, all right, well, you know, good luck. You're an eight-year-old kid or however long, however old you are, and you're just going to kind of figure things out as you go along. You know, and I like that. I like everything being on you. And these types of games, I think that, you know, it feels good to kind of have the whole world <laughs> against you and you're just kind of, you know, training up and becoming stronger and just kind of annihilating everyone that you're coming in contact with. Like that's, that makes it fun when someone's just tagging along with you the whole time. And I mean, maybe, you know, they're not really tagging along with you the whole time, but when people are just, you know, up in your business, when you're trying to just play your game, it's like, come on, man, like, just let me, let me do my thing. And that just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. And you know, I just, I don't know. I just wish they'd make some more updates. I feel like it's just been so stagnant for so long. It's like, guys, just, you know, include something cool. You can still maintain the RPG elements, but just do something really cool. Make an extremely expansive region. And you can just go and freely explore. Catch Pokemon. Like, if you could just go and search Pokemon, you actually had to search these Pokemon out and just use, like, your Pokedex and stuff for clues as to where their location would be. Or you could kind of like scan Pokemon from a distance with your Pokedex. I just feel like that would be pretty freaking awesome. And I feel like anything less than that's kind of a missed opportunity. At least that's that's just for me. Um, so I do have some tweets, though, about this. 
Um, this is one of those situations where it's like, I, I don't really, I don't really know how to fully express what I want, but I basically just want more out of the series. I just want them to, to really do more and to really get this into, you know, all of its, all the potential out of it, it possibly can get. Cause I feel like Pokemon has such a great, you know, it has such a great, like uh, a base, you know what I mean? It has, it has a great, like foundation for all of this stuff. And it's such a great world, and I feel like people want to explore it more. And this, you know, linear aspect of these Pokemon games kind of prevent you from doing that. Um, so it's, you know, it's just kind of, it's just kind of disappointing in a sense because I was hoping that this game, because of the Switch's power, I was hoping it was going to take on a, a little bit more of a, a different style. Um, and obviously, the graphics improvement is great. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there is more exploration to this. It's just looking at the region. I just don't see it being that way. Um, that just, you know, it kind of, it kind of makes me disappointed. You know, I just, I was expecting a lot. Um, but it just looks like there's clear parts of this map that you're not going to get to access because they're not really part of the main, uh, focus. Like the, the stuff on the side, the mountains, you're probably not going to be able to go anywhere near those. You, you know, it's just, I don't know. I just feel like it's, it's going to be kind of disappointing, um, when you're, you're looking at it. So, um, yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna continue to, to go crazy about that though. Um, let's go ahead and get on our tweets. This first one is from, uh, at Idro, I, 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 Idaros, Idaros, I think it is a uh, petition to make Firestarter Pokemon stop standing on two legs. And I know Firestarters usually go to the fighter type. So I beg of you, let Score Bunny be cute. Don't let him be sumo. <laughs> let him be sumo fighter. Um, <laughs> it's funny. I I retweeted this because my sister has been saying this for years. And so every time we see the new Pokemon starters, uh, me and my brother always like would message her like, you know, hey, look at the new uh, <laughs> the new standing fire starter. You know, it just drive her crazy because she. I mean, her favorite fire starter was Cyndaquil. You know, on four legs. Um, <laughs> it's just it's pretty funny that um <laughs> that that happened um so yeah i had to, i had to retweet that because that's just it, it just kind of hits home with me uh this one is at uh thermic at thermic i'm getting a switch before these pokemon uh pokemon games come out uh not surprising i'm i'm think that this is going to be huge it's coming out um at the end of 2019 so probably sometime in the fall or winter these are going to be huge huge holiday sale games for for Nintendo. I don't remember the last time um, a brand new series came out during that time of year. Maybe it's happened multiple times. I'm just going crazy. Um, but that's going to be a huge system seller for people that don't already have the Switch. Um, this next one is at Justin JP3G. The new Pokemon games look great and all, but I got to say, these starters look like rehashes of X and Y. I'm hoping the final Evos look a lot better. Yeah, I kind of I kind of see that. They do kind of look a little bit similar. Um, the art style for Pokemon definitely has changed over the years. Um, it definitely all looks a little bit similar now, to me at least. I, I personally will always prefer the classics, you know, from the, you know, Kanto and Johto. Definitely always will be my favorites. Um, but I don't think they look bad. Uh, this next one is at NickSunCincy1. Just watch the Pokemon Direct. 
I am so hyped for this game to come out on the Nintendo Switch, Pokemon Sword and Pokemon Shield, let's go, and it's hashtag Pokemon Day. Hashtag Pokemon Sword Shield is coming late 2019, and I'm so hyped, Gen 8, new Pokemon, fin yes, finally. Um, so that guy was definitely super pumped up for these games. It's awesome to see people really take to these games uh, a lot. However, there's other people that are a little bit, you know, like me, and this is from at TSM Leffen, underscore Leffen, sorry. Uh, new Pokemon games look just like more of the same old tired formula in better graphics. Big sleep. Um, so I like, again, I kind of feel the same way. I feel like this wasn't enough for me to make me super hyped for the game. So, uh, that was the actual, that was the last one we had, but um, yeah, I just, I feel like there's just, there's so much that I want to see the Pokemon franchise accomplish that other games have accomplished inside their respective franchises, um, i.e. Breath of the Wild with Legend of Zelda. Um, I just think that there's a lot of untapped potential with this franchise, and it's been very similar since really the beginning. There hasn't been major improvements. There's been quality of life improvements here and there, but I want to see drastic you know, changes to how you maneuver and how you explore and how, you know, the whole world interacts with each other. I just feel like these are kind of safe, you know? You're not going above and beyond, but I feel like any Pokemon title you release, even if it does have changes to the gameplay and, and you know, you improve the, the explorative aspects of the game, I think, it's, I think that's also safe. People are going to pick it up. There's not going to be this... Uh, you know, people are not going to be like, oh, you know, I, I miss when there wasn't a lot of places to go. Like, I just want to see that. I want to see a Pokemon game that, you know, has, has you know, missions that they send you on and, and different, you know, side missions. Like, go do this and, and I'll, you know, give you a Master Ball. You know, stuff like that. I just wish that there was a little bit more, you know, side missions that you kind of could have. So, I mean, obviously, I don't want to make Pokemon like everything else. I just feel like there's things that it could borrow from other places and other games. And really, they could probably implement some new stuff in there. I mean, this is their IP. This is stuff that, you know, they have, they have like, you know, so many different things they could do with it. Like, why are we, why are we continuously playing, you know, more or less the same Pokemon game with a new shade of, you know, paint? So, or a new coat of paint. So I guess that's just kind of where I stand on it and, you know, to each his own, but I just, uh, I'm still excited about the game. Like, I don't want to make this a negative podcast. And if you're super excited about Pokemon, I'm not trying to, you know, downplay your excitement for this. Uh, I just wanted to let you guys know just kind of where I stand with this. And, um, you know, I'm definitely going to still play the game when it comes out. You know, that's, that's a no brainer. I'm not just going to say, oh, this Pokemon game is is super fun. It's just not what I wanted. Um, so I'm not going to play it, but no, I'm definitely going to play it. I definitely will play it. Um, I definitely think that it has a lot of potential and, uh, who knows, maybe, maybe it is more, more like, you know, an explorative game than what I was, you know, perceiving from this small trailer we have. So I'm, I'm still looking forward to it. So, um, this is going to actually wrap up the podcast today. Um, we are probably not going to have a podcast this weekend because me and Kimberly have just conflicting schedules. Um, that's going to happen sometimes. And if that does happen, we'll do what we did today 
um, we'll make our own podcast episode um, with just me. And um, yeah, so we're, we're going to, you know, go on from there. Um, and like I said in the, the last episode, I'm going to continue to have my solo podcast during the week. And we'll talk about something different during the weekend. Um, so, you know, there's definitely going to always be a podcast episode or different content, uh, you know, various types um, throughout the week. So um, I'm really excited for that. And uh, man, we are two episodes away from it being episode 20. And that's really exciting. Of course, you know, you guys won't know that because a lot of you guys use Apple Podcasts and <laughs> the numbers aren't there. But once again, just look at the description. Um, it makes things a lot easier. And uh, I figured this will save me a lot of headaches later on when Apple truly does make this a, a big deal. So um, I thank you guys so much for listening in. And thank you for making February a great month for me. Um, you guys have been super, um, you know, receptive of all of these these different uh, podcast episodes. And it's really been a great month. And this is really just the start um, to me, I think, of increasing numbers and increasing experience for me. You know, I couldn't be happier. I couldn't be more excited going into March. So once again, thank you guys for all your support from the month of February and even before then. And uh, I really appreciate it. And I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of the day.